0: Welcome to the first episode of the new season of The Heckles Podcast. The first difference you may have noticed is the name. Season 1 was the era of what we called the Blue Mind Podcast, with a dreamy, ocean-derived essence that flowed through each episode. With this being the debut episode of Season 2, we're changing things just a little. In July 2022, Heckles saw an all-encompassing relaunch take place, which we call Heckles 2.0. And with that, it seemed like the perfect opportunity to make some changes and tweaks to the audio side of Heckles. Now you'll be hearing much more about Heckles 2.0 throughout the episode, and from here on, in subsequent episodes, as it all unfolds and reveals itself. It's a really exciting time, needless to say, and something that we're really proud to share with you all. But in the podcast realm, the same oceanic life and essence continues to flow through these audio veins, you could say, but with its own reinvention and reiteration too. So we are very proud to present to you, simply, The Heckles Podcast. My name is Buddy Peace. Hello. I'm your host, producer and sound designer, and mine will be the voice you'll hear narrating and guiding you through each episode. Listeners to the previous season will note that some things remain the same, then. As for the rest, well, that's yours to discover throughout. The Heckles podcast is constructed entirely in Margate, on the southeast coast of England. To sharpen that focus even more, it's constructed between the store on Marine Terrace and the main lab, a literal stone's throw down the road on Zion Place. Both of these locations, I should say, have some of the most perfectly uninterrupted views of the Margate seafront you could possibly wish for, which I fully appreciate may sound like a brag or a flex, but I mean this only by way of scene setting to help create the atmosphere. Okay, and maybe 10% flex, but no more than that. It would have been a missed opportunity then to have simply recorded every element of the podcast between closed doors in a soundproof room. So I've tried every opportunity to make things happen in, or in some cases on, the premises. Margate weather permitting, of course. Be forewarned that you will encounter seagulls. So once more, thank you for joining us here. It's so lovely to be back with you for a new season, and in the spirit of reinvention. I'll cover some of the history and journey and origin story of Heckles in future episodes as naturally there will be some of you who are new friends and listeners and it'll be nice to share that side with you. The journey is definitely something worth revisiting. But for now, this is Heckles 2.0. Here we are. The reinvention comes in different parts. Skin, home, fragrance and with space for further added dimensions to come. The idea of 2.0 centers around a clarification and focus. Focus on ingredients, products, and packaging, an overall approach with room and potential for scale. It feels like there's a confidence in the air and a true sense of everything pulling together to create a whole on a firm path. Okay, I'll be honest, I'm holding back but only because I recorded an awesome little chat with Heckle's managing director, Charlie, who elaborates on the entire process of Heckle's 2.0 in perfect detail. I was relieved to hear how open and honest Charlie was about it all, and I think it will provide a perfect foundation for this new series of the podcast. Actually, this brings me on to something that you'll notice about the new series. So far in the podcast, we haven't heard from the makers and the people behind the scenes here, the people who create, design, develop and pack everything that comes from the Heckles Labs. And so what I'm personally hoping for is that you'll get a chance to meet as many of us as possible. The whole team here. Well, I'm very happy to say that to follow on from Charlie, I'm joined on this episode by two members of the Heckles crew, M and Lottie. M is head of formulation here at Heckles. And is here to bring us up to speed, not only on what she's been busy formulating in the labs, but also the whole world of formulation and what that involves. All things production, innovation and creation. A fascinating chat and one with some gorgeous science words too, which I particularly enjoy. Our second guest is someone who you may be familiar with from previous episodes. We have Lottie who you will have heard as the soothing outro guest on every episode of the Blue Mind podcast. For those of you who experience ASMR, lucky you, those concluding moments of the podcast will have been an absolute joy. For the luckier listeners among you, you may have even spent some time with Lottie for a treatment in Heckle's house in Margate. Well, Lottie's been incredibly busy through 2022, working on a huge project which we'll hear all about. I can't wait for you to hear what's in store. Lottie is the head of learning and a beauty and massage specialist here at Heckles. With all this in mind, we hope you enjoy. Let's go.
1: Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm the managing director of Heckles. I joined Heckles in October 2019, just before 2020 happened. And I'm sure we all know what happened there. I probably back then put out a lot of the fires. Now I find I probably start most of them. So I try and help out where I can. But I think what I'm really interested in and what I'm sort of hoping to guide the team is doing um, is sort of investing in our own R&D and materials and and a, a lot of sort of bioscience.
0: Charlie and I caught up on the Heckles Labs rooftop on a windy, grey weekday. How would you describe or explain Heckel's 2.0?
1: A good question. I think for a long time, we always sort of viewed what we did as a sort of opportunity cost. So everything which we wanted to do, there was always something which we couldn't do in order to do it. Um, so we were a sort of cash-strapped startup that were always looking to pioneer new ways and champion new ingredients, which always meant that our money was placed in different areas. And in many ways, 2.0 was a time afforded to us to breathe and concentrate. And it really allowed us to adhere to what our principles are as a business, which is pioneering new materials, championing new designs, but ultimately haloing in on the ingredients because I think it's the ingredients that's inside of the products that have that amazing potent effect on the skin and on the mood and all the other categories that we work in. So I think it was a, a chance to take away the noise around our products and recreate our own identity that is scalable in the future.
0: That's, that's beautiful. And I'm, I'm just sort of wondering, like, how how important would you say is rebranding in a company and because i don't really know like how often this sort of thing happens but like how how often do you think it should happen or is it just does it just vary from company to company
1: i think that's a really good question i wish more companies did it because i think it's intrinsically linked to the dna of a brand as an ability to iterate and change i think the reason that we did 2.0 it was our understanding of new materials for us obviously as pioneers of glassware in the bathroom to stand on that kind of ip and technology that was around 10 years ago is is essentially to stand still so we really wanted to find a lighter weight material that had a better end of life cycle usage so for us the ability to sort of look inward informed our decision making process I think it also allowed us to see that, okay, so we pioneered packaging that was in mycelium and it grew into flowers in the the garden. And it really allowed us to think actually the, the size of that is twice the size of a competitor candle. And I think if you look at the carbon emissions associated with having to ship that all around the world, it it wouldn't be authentically heckles if we weren't challenging ourselves. So what we did was fragrance was we tried to reduce the size of the packaging in order to reduce the carbon emissions. And I think that's what businesses should be doing is they shouldn't be afraid to tear it all up and start again. I think if you look in the ways of how to build a brand, it's always to have that identifiable marker, which everybody can always look back to. And it's consistent and it's coherent. And that kind of terrifies me, I think, that we should. Be unafraid to tear things up and present something new as long as it pushes it forward. And I think our commitment to, to sustainability and the oceans, I've really dictated this, and I think it's it's really, really important, and I wish more brands did it.
0: I get the feeling you're somebody who thrives when they're uncomfortable. Is that <laughs> fair to say?
1: Uh, I don't like order, and I think for many times a friend of mine I think invented this slogan that constraints make you interesting and I found that when our back was against the wall it it kind of forced us to innovate so yeah I'm not a person that likes to stand still and I think I'm sort of dragging everyone along with me on that rightly or wrongly so but I think that for Heckles 2.0, I mean, who knows what 3.0 or 4.0 is going to be as we become more and more of a vertically integrated brand. I think that to stand still, especially as our, our knowledge base is increasing and accumulating every day, is just a waste of an opportunity. So, yeah.
0: Do you feel quite a sort of weight of responsibility in the sense that you're kind of representing the company and the people who work in the company as well like how, how do you sort of compartmentalize that in your mind and how how you think about the company and what your decisions
1: it's an enormous responsibility um, i feel incredibly incredibly privileged to work alongside some of the greatest minds in the business who I'm really lucky enough to call some of my closest friends. And I think there are very few businesses, especially in the beauty world in which you can actually say that. The minds which we have in the building, I think it's the lateral thinkers and the think outside of the boxes, I think is what dictates us as a brand. And so, the products which we're working on, 2.0, which we've launched, all of these things were done from looking at a problem and, and addressing it in a different manner to any other beauty brand or skincare brand that's come before us. So, I do feel a lot of responsibility to ensure that all the voices are heard and that, that we're able to create something truly authentic. And something that is not only linked to us as a team, but also indelibly linked to our customers and our community, who if we didn't pay a respect to, ultimately we'd be missing, I guess, the beat of our drum.
0: Yeah, yeah I love it. Thinking about customers as well. So, I mean, we've gone from sort of the broader ideas of, sort of the business and you and then the the people who work here and uh, i haven't really sort of asked you about the customers so like how responsible do you feel to the customers and in that i, I was thinking about like do you feel like the regeneration and heckles 2.0 do you feel like they'll, they'll be along for the ride or, or will it be a case of sort of trying to kind of appeal to new customers and existing customers at the same time like how how will that juggle work out do you think
1: existing customers will always be our north star i think that they have afforded us so much of a relationship over the past 10 years that if we weren't doing things by what they wanted i think it'd be a massive kind of missed opportunity i think we have such a good dialogue with our customers um in the stores online customer care instagram um so we have a really good two-way relationship and i think that there's all these little subgroups that we have we've got our discord channel we've got our blue collective testing group where we're actually iterating and testing products alongside of our customers um as we would never want to do something that disenfranchises people that have supported us over the last 10 years so i think that a lot of the conversations that we had helped to inform our decision making process for 2.0 and so a, a sort of key example of that is understanding how customers were using their skincare products And understanding the recycling issues that um, obviously exist in the marketplace Uh, it's an imperfect, perfect solution. And I think also looking at the weights of product and if we hadn't have spoken to our customers, I don't think that the products that we create would be as sort of um, intrinsically linked to them as they are. And I think that comes from all the products that we launch are basically all tested by an amazing group of of knowledge banked customers who challenge us and push us and probe us. And I think that they are our harshest critics and our biggest fans. And I think that is so, so important. I think there's sort of the old age of business where it's like your customers are stupid and we're always right, which I think a lot of brands. That's going to
0: have... be the soundbite Charlie. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of brands sort of adhere to it and where I know there was like um, a saying that um, customers don't want what they want until you give it to them or something like that. And I just think that's so wrong because you are creating a product which ultimately customers will buy. And I think if you're sort of adhering to those principles, it's not how you create that relationship in a really personal thing. So yeah, I think it's incredibly important to involve your customers every step of the way. I think in many ways we over-communicate. I love the fact that we talk about our failures more so than our successes because you're able to build that honesty.
0: Yeah, well, it's a very human trait of a business. It's sort of, it, it takes you from being this sort of like unapproachable behemoth or whatever it is and it turns you into more of a kind of a company where you feel like there is actually somebody behind the boards and somebody sort of speaking and and making the posts and the products and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. How much of it is risk as well? I mean, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of calculated business decisions that need to be made, but like, are there a lot of times when you're just kind of like, let's just go for it and <laughs> let's just take a punt on it and see what
1: happens? Uh, um, I'm quite a big risk taker. And I know that the the team will probably be sort of like shuddering in their seats. But I think that if you're not taking risk, you're not pushing forward. And so, so whilst we ground a lot of the product decisions in our customers at the end of the day that are, there are the roles of the dice that we take, which are based into sort of calculated risk. I think that we try and mitigate risk, which sounds like a really boring business terminology. But I know um, when we were signing for our London store, it was a seven year lease. And we were very nervous about taking the brand outside of Margate and nobody knowing It was a really, like, at the time, a big lease for us. And so I remember, like, that for us, it would have been a risk, but to turn this into like a business podcast or whatever. We mitigated it all by kind of working out what customers buy and ensuring it was there, um, which probably isn't a very terribly interesting explanation behind it but i think i think there's a lot of ways in which we take those risks but at the end of the day we have conversations which allow us to back it up
0: yeah yeah so it's sort of conscious risk taking not, exactly. not just kind of like irresponsible real like chance based exactly decisions and personally like what are you hoping for in a in a very broad sense with heckles 2.0 um i mean you might have covered it a lot already but like in a, in a sort of focused kind of like ideal Goal, are you are you sort of hoping that it will see a transition, an easy transition to Heckles 3.0, whatever that looks like, or or is it just sort of you're gonna like stick with this for as long as it as long as it can go kind of thing? Um
1: yeah, I think for me it's trying to make a sustainable business model make sense. There's a lot of people who don't run their business according to what they sort of say they do. I think vehicles, we're very, very different because we um, create the formulas for the products, we manufacture the end products, and we run our own spas, we run our own stores, we run our own wholesale. We're so vertically integrated that we do everything ourselves, which means that our operating overheads are crazy because it's all done in house. And I think there's a lot of people out there who question our business model because it's sort of that end to end ownership. And I always push back and say, but, and that end-to-end ownership allows us to create these sort of pioneering products, game-changing formulas and packaging, but it doesn't make business sense as a company our size. Um, so my hope for 2.0 is we're able to, to scale it to a position that it does make sense. And therefore, we're able to provide that kind of the blueprint of how you can be a sustainable business and it makes sense commercially. And I think that's the really exciting part is there isn't an, another company that I'm I know of that does own I think they're saying it's the hardware and the software where we literally do everything ourselves. And I think that if we're able to pull it off instead of outsourcing to a factory in in far flung lands that can do it for a tenth of the price, I think, is is interesting. And I think if we're able to do it in a way in which we are a living wage employer in every geography which we operate in, there isn't anyone that is doing that who is in production as well or manufacturing.
0: Perfect. Well, that sounds to me like the absolute ideal place to leave it there, Charlie. Um, we'll have you on for sure in a future episode, and we'll get back into we'll sort of delve deep into your your personal history and and future and all that good stuff. But, um, well, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be more focused than that. Is Is there anything like immediately that you can think of that sort of, that you're really excited about? Or like, how are you feeling about the future at the moment at this point in time?
1: I'm really excited because we are about to bring out a load of products that are kind of have been working on for a very long time, which are pioneering new materials, which is our own IP. And we're about to open up a conversation between resource intensity of natural ingredients and lab-grown ingredients, kind of like a nature-identical cultivation. We're also obviously doing some really crazy stuff. And so we did um, an edible cup, which we launched at a festival, and I think that's very much a tenth of what that project will become. And I think that there's a really nice... Package of products which we're working on, which talk together, they sing together, and help to really amplify the effectiveness of each other. And I think that is where being a vertically integrated business allows us to to thrive. Is creating a product that amplifies another product that's sort of housed in another product. And I can't say too much because I've been sat on this for years. But anyway, yeah. coming soon.
0: No, There's like yeah, like a really nice sort of harmony. It's like a, an orchestra of of products on the horizon. Exactly. Edible cup, just quickly, what does the edible cup taste of?
1: Uh, It tastes of ginger and blueberry. Okay. It is an extraction from seaweed, um, which is done in Margate. And then it's postbiotic. So it's designed to promote good gut bacteria. It's designed to aid digestion and boost mood. So the idea is you're sort of at a festival and you are doing what, what you do at a festival. Um, Watching
0: and- music and going to bed. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. 10 p.m. curfew. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can have your cocktail in this cup and then you can eat it afterwards. And the idea is it's an sort of aid digestion the morning afterwards which is again something which we haven't properly discussed or launched yet publicly but we do have this whole sort of innovations arm behind the behind the scenes working on that
0: yeah, yeah no, i know there's there's a huge amount to come but um yeah all, all to be approached and talked about in further podcasts charlie thank you so much for your time really appreciate that that was that was lovely thank you
1: thank you for having me
0: Thanks so much, Charlie, for joining us on the Heckles podcast and for going into detail on everything Heckles 2.0. We'll catch up with Charlie again on a future episode.
2: Hi, I'm Em and I'm the head of formulation at Heckles
0: em joined me up on the rooftop of the heckles labs you know this might be my new favorite place actually hi em we are currently situated atop the roof of the heckles labs tell me what you can see what's 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 happening around you right now
2: i can see a bit of the sea a couple of seagulls some good lichen growing on the roof here
0: oh that's lichen
2: yeah xanthoria parietina it's the orange Liking that you got there.
0: We're off to a, a great start already.
2: <laughs> uh, and also this sort of like refrigeration unit that I'm sat next to as well. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of fire doors, some hazard signs. And now we're getting into the minutiae. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you.
0: And me. And me. So yeah, we're in a we're in a good spot. We've got the sea right in front of us, pretty much. Em you are the head of formulation can you give us a bit of an idea of like roughly what what does what does that mean what are you what's the formulation that you're in charge of you're the head of?
2: So basically in charge of the R&D side of things for cosmetic products developing extracts developing product ideas creating those scaling them and working with the production team and yeah kind of The creative side of that as well. So thinking about what we could potentially do, and then working on how to realise that.
0: One thing I was wondering about is like the the actual creation of a product. So can you run me through? I know it's specific to each product, but like what would be the the general sort of framework? What's the process, and and is it just literally different for every product, or is there like a a sort of framework that you can work in?
2: It depends from product to product. I think some things become obvious a lot of the time through feedback from our customers or feedback from our therapists so for example we've been developing a cleansing balm because at some point someone said oh is it possible to get another cleanser that isn't quite so rich in essential oils so that became a focus and then that ended up going through the development process and became real so it depends really it can come about through that kind of feedback or also i guess it depends on what we feel like doing so i think like we've got a bunch of stuff that works and sells mm. but then sometimes it's like let's push the boat out and do something a little bit different and try something try something weird and wonderful um, yeah. and go about creating something new so there is
0: there is an amount of freedom to it like i mean it's not just simply like I mean, I, I knew I know it's not about being told what to make, but like there is a sense of like imagination and creation and sort of wonder behind it. Like if you're inspired, then you can bring that inspiration to the process.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think, you know, you see different uh, ingredients being brought to market that have particular properties or certain ingredients that, you know, does a certain thing. And thinking like, how can we utilize this in a slightly different way or mm. how can we uh, leverage that in a different way? like style of formulation or in a different format that yeah. people might not be so used to so yeah there's a lot of creativity going on there which is yeah. great
0: yeah 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 so what's your personal background in this stuff like wh- how do you, how did you sort of how did you arrive at Heckles and from from where
2: uh, my background's in environmental science which I studied and so i arrived here kind of by chance because well i think i was doing a project on the sort of seaweeds that were growing in the area i was doing a research project on the relative abundance of a certain type of seaweed versus another type of seaweed uh, in the Walpole Bay area. Yeah, you're in the right place. And then, yeah, ended up here just by virtue of a chance meeting in a pub. And um, (laughs) now I'm here doing this stuff, which is great. So, yeah, background in environmental science. And then I've learned and been taught a bunch of the cosmetic science side of things. But I think that they work really well together, especially Mm. with our kind of product ethos in terms of in situ resource utilization is the phrase right right so using uh, ingredients and stuff that grow nearby or locally and that kind of like hyper localized supply chain um, obviously it's helpful to know what things are and what benefits they might have yeah so yeah that combination of environmental and cosmetic science is quite quite a fun combination i think
0: yeah yeah yeah. real like harmony and and how it all works together so in terms of the relaunch which at time of recording is not not far off um and probably when this is being heard will have already happened but you're currently working on well from what looks like to be a ton of new products can you sort of let us in on what's happening right now like where we are right now like what are you working
2: on right now we've got a few things ready to go mm-hmm. a few things like the prebiotic cleansing balm which is exciting
0: talk, uh, talk to me about the. talk to me about that
2: so the prebiotic cleansing balm is basically a cleansing balm balm to oil formulation that basically emulsifies when you use it on your face it's um, fragrance free For sensitive skin but it also contains a bunch of prebiotic ingredients in order to basically balance and restore the skin microbiome so those ingredients are
0: is this is this going to be lots of latin names i hope so
2: no they're not uh they're fermentable polysaccharides though so they're sort of um food food for bacteria but they're Mm. adaptogenic in that they are deliberately designed to target non-pathogenic bacteria that will help keep your microbiome balanced and ward off any pathogen um okay. so yeah so
0: it, it's almost like when when we talk about gut health and probiotics it, it, am i right in saying it's a similar thing but external it's on the outside of your body
2: yeah pretty much and obviously yeah. there's a huge link between the uh, external and the internal yeah but i think targeting the external microbiome in that way is something that we have been aiming towards doing in a more targeted direct and i guess efficient way i think a lot of our stuff is quite microbiome friendly based on the ingredients that we use but I think this was one of the first products that we deliberately formulated for that for that reason yeah
0: and in the case of that like how, how did you get to that product we were talking about this sort of inspiration and imagination side of it like how, how did you get there was that through feedback or was it just sort of a moment of inspiration and it just sort of
2: came to you and you got to work on it that was really from feedback from therapists yeah. so I think in the treatment rooms there was um, you know some some people were saying that they would prefer like an unscented cleanser. I think the the marine facial cleanser that we sell is brilliant, but it is, you know, it's quite aromatic. And I think mm-hmm. that they wanted an alternative, uh, one that was to be able to use in, in treatments. And so it kind of started there, I guess, maybe about a year ago yeah. and been working on different versions of that since. Um, and then being able to include the prebiotic element of that is obviously like combines really well with the gut health side of things that we've been focusing on recently too. Mm. So it was a kind of, um, I guess all of the influences for it kind of like bundled together during the process of development. I think at one point we thought it would be cool to use mushroom extracts because I think we were growing mushrooms at one point. But then I think I ditched that idea in favor of going for seaweed. So it's got uh, kelp extract in there as well as the lactitol and xylitol, which function as prebiotics for your skin. So
0: Okay. And how much of it is... um experiment and how much of it is hard science of it do they share common ground or is it sort of one or the other or can it can it work together I think the
2: experiment is the hard science right right okay yeah yeah in my experience the science is the sort of repetition of something until you find something out or get it right yeah and I think yeah so a little of both obviously like it's informed by research and you know, relevant papers and stuff but I think that in terms of formulating something you can in- include an ingredient in it but if you don't formulate it right then it won't work as intended mm. so yeah both are the same I think really
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense uh, like right now what is what's exciting you in in this area like in what you're doing at the moment like what's kind of giving you that kind of like, eh, like excitement and get up and go sort of factor I suppose
2: I think some of the new stuff that we're developing is really exciting because we've been exploring the potential for lab-grown ingredients, and so looking at how we can reduce our impact even further and still produce like a, a high-quality, high-performance product. Mm-hmm. So taking the onus away from the environment to provide, and you know, creating renewable resources that are actually renewable at, and keeping them in house. So yeah. growing algae, for instance working on a product or a range of products that i don't think I, I don't know how much i can even talk about them no
0: no that's okay we'll,
2: we'll, we'll get you back on down the line it's all good <laughs> but yeah to try and um we're, we're building a, a little range around some some lab grown fermented sort of peptides derived from algae and stuff so mm. that's quite exciting to me yeah and yeah also just kind of exploring further and, and getting some real data behind the microbiome friendly aspects to our product range so yeah. getting products tested to a certain scientific standard to be able to say like this is the impact it will have and yeah increasing basically our ability to speak with knowledge and evidence about what our products do and the impact that they have so yeah yeah, that's quite quite exciting to me at least
0: yeah (laughs) but i mean it's i think it can generate excitement in people who may not know much about it i can tell that you're you have got that excitement and spirit and energy about it when you talk about it it's like when I was, I was speaking to lottie earlier on and like you can tell you can hear her smiling when she's talking about it and like it's that kind of thing which does spread to people that sort of the real positive excitement and yeah the look into the future of it all i think that's it's really cool i love how it happens
2: sometimes sometimes yeah. people just want me to stop talking about seaweed which is fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so M, like how how are you feeling about the future let's say like what's what's your angle on where th- where things are going with uh products the environment sustainability do you have a sort of overall feeling about it all like what's your take
2: yeah it feels really exciting i think like there's been quite a lot of focus on on sourcing i guess and supply mm-hmm. chain we've had recently a trip to sri lanka to go and source stuff for a a localized supply chain for the products that we supply to the Maldives to try and reduce the environment environmental impact of that, right. and so I think that that kind of stuff I do find really exciting. I think that trying to kind of mitigate the impact of how we make is is why we make, and so I think being able to kind of um, really explore that in a way has been has been. Super beneficial and really exciting. And so, you know, finding out what ingredients we can replace with other things, and researching what the impact of that might be, and comparing the impact and stuff, and being able to just really get into the the very nitty gritty stats about yeah (laughs) how we can reduce our environmental impact and still create those high quality products yeah Um, that's been really exciting. So it's sort of like a being able to move and shift with stuff, and so keeping everything you know keeping everything as is isn't really an option for anyone really environmentally speaking no no. keeping on doing things in the same way that's you know that's what everyone would like to be able to do but it's not actually a possibility at all and so being able to work with that in mind has been incredibly freeing because i don't think there are many places you you could work with that in mind i think Mm -hmm. that a lot of places that you work you have to accept that things can't change yeah 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 whereas i feel like there's always change here which is really exciting yeah. I think that the ability to change and the support for that is probably the best thing about what I what I do
0: yeah it's sort of built on a foundation of being able to move with developments and there, there is a lot of freedom in this sort of the research part and then like trying things out until you get it right or or until you get it to as far as you can and and then the development will come in time as well so there's like you can keep evolving and changing and yeah there's a real sort of um it's just a never-ending sort of puzzle to be solved which is awesome and a lot of fun
2: yeah i think a lot of people have an attitude towards this sort of stuff particularly environmentally and in terms of what they might choose to buy which or, or make, which is that nothing is perfect, which is true, but is kind of self-defeating if your attitude of nothing being perfect means you won't change anything at all. Yeah. So while nothing is perfect, that doesn't mean you can't change things or move things around to mm. try and get closer towards that. And I think that, yeah, that's that's quite exciting to me.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the Heckles podcast. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure and I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and fascination Mm. curiosity and enthusiasm with us on the podcast thank you so much
2: thanks for having me pleasure
0: em's work can be found on shelves stocking heckles products and online she's working on a vast array of products right now which we'll catch up on in future episodes but i can safely say all new revelations and products will be unveiled on the newsletter and instagram Coming up next, a catch up with Lottie, who also indulges us with some inspiring words to conclude the episode. Keep it locked.
3: Hey, I'm Lottie. I'm a beauty and massage therapist and I'm the head of learning at Heckle's.
0: Lottie and I caught up on the Heckle's Labs rooftop on a summer day, accompanied by a rotating cast of seagulls. So a lot of people listening will recognise your voice from past Heckle's podcast episodes. You are the meditation voice. That often comes in at the end. So it's cool to reconnect with you on the new podcast, the Heckles podcast, as we're calling it now. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great, thanks. Yeah, it's really cool to be here and to talk about what I'm doing at work and everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, give everyone an update and share some important things to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's super nice to do this in person, because I think we did one recording of the meditation in person, and then the rest... Yeah we did over various forms of social media or recordings on phones and things like that
3: yeah exactly and um yeah I got used to just sitting by myself in my living room in the early hours of the morning when it was quiet just recording myself it feels really good to actually be talking in person instead of just me and my phone
0: in a very lonely experience of recording a meditation by yourself in a quiet dark room which is where it's (laughs) supposed to happen I suppose in some ways but Yeah. yeah yeah this is cool um So to paint a picture we are on top of the Heckles labs. Lottie, give us a give us a description. What can you what can you see around you apart from the little I can see
3: so much blue sky and a few nice little clouds. And then the sea. It is so, so beautiful up here. It's so nice. Being on a roof is just fun in general. I feel like it <laughs> yeah, just yeah. fills me with so much ch- child happiness.
0: I was going to say, yeah, you said that and then I thought instantly it's like, it does feel a bit like being a kid. It like, It does. feels like we're ducking out of work yeah. and we've run away to this little hidey hole. I know. <laughs> it
3: does actually because I remember like, I think it must have been going into my dad's work when I was like a small child and him taking me up to the roof bit and it oh my gosh it's so fun (laughs) like wow
0: it's it's cool like there's you you can literally we can just if we set up a bit we can see the sea you can see the boats immediately
3: i know literally not to mention there's the whole sea to look at it is so nice up here honestly i'm not a huge fan of heights but it's worth it (laughs) it's pretty secure like yeah this is the
0: kind of place where like you see in um TV programmes they'd have like barbecues and pool parties but there's no pool or barbecue but it's... uh it's that kind of vibe.
3: Yeah.
0: And seagulls.
3: Oh my gosh! And it's like you get the heat rebounding off of all these like concrete surfaces. So yeah, yeah. it feels so <laughs> tropical and warm up here. Yeah. It is so nice. Super
0: lush. So yeah, perfect venue, perfect location. Thanks for joining us, Lottie, for this this face to face chat. So Lottie, what have you been up to recently? Because you've got a lot going on and a lot on your plate at the moment and. The Heckles relaunch is at the time of recording underway and about to kick off in fall. So what's been happening? Catch us up.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to be teaching massage and skincare. So we're going to have a few different courses on the go. They'll be taught as NVQs, So that's the National Vocational Qualification. So this is what you would do at college or at certain beauty schools to get qualified to as a therapist and go out and into the industry and start working. So yeah, it's a very work focused qualification. You have to be ready to have the skills to go out there and use them on paying clients at the end of it. So yeah, it's um, focused on that, but we're also trying to bring it up to date, develop some of the things that are normally taught into a slightly more up to date and, interesting and a vibrant way of delivering the course
0: how are you sort of managing to factor in that vibrancy and this uniqueness into the course like what what are the elements that that Lottie brings to to a (laughs) heckles skincare course
3: yeah so it's gonna be using first of all using our products is really great because Anyone that's obviously a fan of Heckles knows that the products are good and they do work really well. A lot of the time when you go to study, you're given some pretty rubbish products to use (laughs) and they end up making people turn red or itchy or... They could do all sorts of things. So we're using our products, which is one really like special part of the course. we We're going to talk about working on all sorts of different clients, how to treat a broad, diverse range of different people. We're not just keeping it to the bare minimums. People of all different ethnic backgrounds, people with disabilities, people that um, might have different cultural factors that means you have to adapt what you're doing in certain ways so we're trying to bring it up to date and just modernise it where people can feel comfortable um, where everyone can feel comfortable and like they're part of it and it
0: sounds so it's sort of like there there isn't like an average client or an average person that you'd be treating like you're taking into account that there are so many different kinds of skin and there are so many different types of people and, and personalities and abilities as well and so like you're you're factoring that into the whole course and that's part of bringing it all up to date
3: definitely and as well as the sustainability side of things is going to be very important to us as well so yeah just having an approach where we're minimizing waste and we're emphasizing the importance of sustainability in beauty as something that's top priority for us
0: would you say that you're trying to fill in some of the holes that you may have seen come into contact with in, in your own experience with treatments and, and skin care in, yeah. in the past, maybe?
3: Yeah, 100%. They're all things that I've sat in classrooms or in training sessions or just reading product information, just things yeah. that I've sat there and thought, this really isn't up to standards and it's not covering everything that it should And it's come from that, basically. So it's really good to be able to actually do something about, yeah, some of the things that are missing in the area that I work in. Yeah.
0: I mean, the term being seen is, I mean, it's used a fair bit, but I feel like it has a lot of resonance with what you're doing. I mean, I think like you, perhaps you weren't personally, you felt like you may not have been seen in, in your experiences with it. And it Maybe now it feels like you've got a chance to sort of shine some light on on the areas that may have been overlooked, yeah in the past. yeah,
3: exactly. and it's so it's so refreshing, it's such a good feeling, and it just makes you realize how yeah, how your needs have been neglected for you know a long time, yeah. and you didn't even realize at first, um because you just sort of make do with what's there or you don't know how to do anything to change it, so yeah that's so true and it honestly is like a a huge huge thing for me so yeah it makes me really happy
0: yeah yeah that's amazing that's gonna really rub off on everyone who takes part in the course I think as well and like it'll give people a lot of reasons to join in on it and to sort of help push things Mate, like well let's let's just say like push things forward a bit like, Yeah, I think that's fair to say is, yes, is it pushing it things is. forward like, it is yeah it's
3: pushing things forward definitely yeah. yeah and to be able to talk with people who also want to push things forward people who are interested in all of this stuff having something there um, where they can learn and not feel like they have to fit into the pre-existing standards or mould that's out there. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it will definitely rub off on people who come to learn with us.
0: That's awesome. How did you connect with Heckles in the first place? Like, what was your way in and sort of how have you been navigating through the the wide world of Heckles? Like, what what's your sort of Heckles origin story?
3: Yeah, so... um <laughs> I emailed asking for a job basically. Yeah. I, as that. <laughs> yeah. I remember being on the beach and getting the seaweed and thinking I need to use this on myself and my family to like yeah. use this for its beauty benefits and stuff. And I was thinking I must have googled seaweed or treatments. I could Google a lot of things and I think that's what popped up straight away and I was like okay cool I'm going to see if I can get involved and there I was like
0: a- all of the Margate internet trackers would have just been bing 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 yeah. heckles 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 like <laughs> that's the main thing like, yeah. especially back then as well it's, <laughs> it's exactly seaweed yeah. and treatment yeah, mm, yeah
3: I know it was yeah totally all about seaweed yeah so it, it did pop up straight away And um, yeah, I wasn't far away. So I ended up starting. It was really excellent timing because it was when we opened up Heckle's House, which is the place where we do all the treatments above the shop in Margate. So it was, yeah, perfect timing. Started at that point, it's 2019. I started with Lorna, who's the lead therapist at Heckle's House now. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we had this first year which was really full-on but um like really great experience because it was a success right from the beginning it was yeah. really popular are you um, sort of are yeah. you
0: learning on the job are you going effectively going live like when you first start or like how do you sort of like test your skills before you get to the public
3: (laughs) yeah so we get trained for a good few weeks by georgia who's the head of treatments, and is a fountain of knowledge about beauty massage natural skincare so we were in excellent hands and it was like we had a good training period like we had quite a big chunk of time dedicated to that but it's like with anything when you actually start doing it for real that's when it clicks finally yeah, yeah. so yeah training and then just jumping in to the real thing wow was that scary i don't remember i don't <laughs> think it was that scary got that out now. yeah because
0: <laughs> i don't because i don't do that i work in audio yeah and the idea of um I mean, I might be speaking for a lot of people listening, perhaps, who who don't work in, you know, treatments and skincare and the public and working with the public. So mm. perhaps the idea of working in that setting is terrifying because yeah. <laughs> of the amount of things that, like, you you, you are live. Like, you're yeah. basically, you're on stage and yeah. you're performing there and then. So, yeah, but maybe for, for someone like yourself, who, like, that's where you that's your skills and, like, that's your that's what you're really interested in so maybe that's like a really exciting time for you
3: Mm. yeah no definitely I think that's probably a reassurance that I'm in the right job because I do enjoy (laughs) it like I look forward to it I like pampering people like some people probably really (laughs) wouldn't like that but I really like it like I find it really fun and exciting so um when you've got a certain skill or ability you know it's right when it comes out of you and you're sharing it with the world that you know inside you that you're doing the right thing yeah
0: yeah what's your relationship with receiving treatments if you're on the other side of it how how do you feel in that in that situation do you prefer administering them or do you prefer receiving them yeah that's such a funny
3: thing to talk about yeah because i know there's plenty of people that don't really like getting treatments done um it just makes them a bit uncomfortable and stuff but yeah no that is not me at all i love getting (laughs) treatments done like yeah for me i would choose like going getting treatments a spa retreat all that thing yeah, instead yeah. of like going out to the club or something like that <laughs> I like, like, I'm just that type of person what about if it
0: was a treatment club <laughs> you go out and I... get, get the champagne orders <laughs> in and then just get like a facial
3: those places probably exist somewhere but yeah I don't know I don't drink so yeah, right, right. it would have to be tea yeah. probably <laughs> And, yeah, I'd be down if that was the case. That sounds sounds cool. great. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I'd, I'd be up for that. Like a nice slow-moving, non-alcoholic club. That yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> really nice ambient music pipe yeah. in the background. Yeah. Or yeah. just sea noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Amazing. No, I know. It's honestly getting, like, I really, really enjoy. It's necessary to get treatments done, like, to get yeah. massage on a regular basis. That is so important. If you're not doing that already, you should really consider it but, or do some something like that. Yeah. Um, because it really, really helps you in so many areas of life. I, I really think that's, and it, you know, I know obviously there's different factors. Some people might not be able to do it. It might not be affordable, but just even if your partner or someone you know gives you a massage, it's so, so good. Yeah. Like
0: Because I, I, I have a funny thing with it. Was like I, I have had a massage or two at Heckles and um, it takes me a while to melt into it and to Mm. realize like oh no this is this is fine like I have a a funny kind of like guilt feeling with it or like there's a sort of a sense of um being treated like a lord or like a a king or something Mm. and I feel a bit weird about that but Mm. once I've got over that weird little mental blip then it's just then it is just amazing sort Mm. of that fades away pretty quickly but
3: yeah it's quite a strange feeling at this no time. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about I get that if I go out to eat and there's like um, this doesn't happen often but like if I've gone out to eat and there's like silver service then they pour everything for you and like they'll oh, like yeah. pour your gravy on your food that makes me so so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. I just don't and yeah it makes me feel like I'm being treated like a lord yeah, <laughs> like it's... I don't need it I don't get it <laughs> it's weird. but yeah try and get over that because mm, yeah, you yeah, yeah. have to it's really common Anyone who does treatments will know that there's certain people that don't, it's hard for them to switch off. And it's to be be expected in this life that we live where you don't switch off. It's not really okay to switch off Mm. ever, unless maybe you're on like holiday or something like that. So yeah, yeah, it's really, I think, just a product of that, which is a shame. You have to look after yourself. I know everyone knows this, but it's so important. Even like I look into Taoism a lot. Uh And one of their principles is that you have to be in your best self to then impact your family, impact your community, impact your place you live, impact your country, impact the whole world. Yeah. It's so important
0: that's a really good way of looking at it, actually, because that, that that sort of helps me reframe it a bit. I think it's like sort of in order to be of, not like of service, but like in order to have, have a, a real sort of meaningful effect on people around you, you have to sort of work on yourself first and then that will then run over like the side of the cup to mm. everything else that you're involved in.
3: It is true the cup will definitely run over to everyone else yeah. you ca- you can't stop it yeah it's gonna happen so yeah I think a lot of people do struggle with that thought but it's um yeah you just try try and work towards reframing it yeah yeah yeah
0: no, for sure and so when you begin the course like what are you hoping to achieve like for you I mean for, for the person joining the course they're obviously like looking to gain knowledge and experience and the qualification at the end but like for you personally what would you like to see happen from the course itself like what what are the effects you'd love to see on the wellness side of things and treatments in general this kind of thing
3: i'd really like to see more positive changes going forwards I think that there's a lot of positive change happening at the moment the past few years like I've seen a lot it's really cool like it's really good to see so much positive change like in society Mm -hmm. I really think that the norms are changing which is great so being part of that because it's not just us obviously that's trying to do this is like a lot of people everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a collective, um, effort. It, yeah, it's a collective sure. effort there's a collective awakening like so being part of that is the most important thing for me because we don't have to be stuck in the old ways of doing things where not everyone's really included and you just sort of make do and that's that there's a big shift I feel happening um, so, I'm just riding in that wave. And so, doing that is great. That's what I hope to achieve out of doing this. Yeah.
0: Lottie, that all sounds amazing. Um, the seagull up there on the rooftop agrees with me, I think. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for sharing your time on the Heckles podcast. It's, it just keeps jabbering away.
3: <laughs> Seagulls are so funny <laughs> when you watch them. Uh,
0: what do you think this one's saying right now? Like, oh,
3: he's just like he's just chilling he's just probably trying to um get some his friends attention i don't know he looks like he's just out to have a good time
0: <laughs> yeah definitely oh okay there's one joining him
3: just <laughs> there's one that we think because sometimes you think you see the same one every day but you can't really tell yeah but there's one that we see on a roof next to us my kids call i've called it feathery and <laughs> why is that feathery <laughs> Beverly's so entertaining. (laughs) She's always doing funny stuff. He or she is always doing really funny stuff.
0: And yeah, you just, you notice like the different qualities of their sounds. Yeah. I love all that stuff. Like just now that one just started barking and then another one, came and yeah. flew in next
3: to it so say, he was trying to get his friends to come yeah and it worked That's wherever wherever yeah. that one
0: heard it from it, it was just like the bat signal and it's just like oh, oh my friend And yeah. then yeah it, just and sat it next was to
3: it. you know but i think they're they're enjoying themselves it's like they're enjoying the sun you can tell
0: yeah i do like they're having a nice relaxing yeah. afternoon <laughs> anyway wildly off track um <laughs> what i was saying Well, thanks so much for sharing your time on the podcast this all sounds like hugely inspiring and exciting and i hope hope you see sort of a lot of the changes that you've talked about happening and i hope we all see it as well so yeah as we were saying like that cup hopefully will run over and we will all all benefit even in small ways first but i mean those small ways can ripple out into bigger changes so that's an amazing future to be excited for in terms of what happens next, is it just a case of like looking out on the Heckle's newsletter website for like further information or kind of keep in touch? The word will spread once once things are ready. What are we looking at?
3: Yeah, just keep an eye out because um we've had loads of really incredible building works going on the space that we're using for the academy is so so beautiful like it's it's such a nice space
0: we're we're sort of sitting above it right now Yeah. yeah
3: yeah the design team at heckles has worked a lot of magic in there so yeah but it's just um finishing everything off getting the space finished getting everything planned out with the Different bodies that are involved in starting a training academy. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we're going to be giving an update soon. So, yeah. it's just keeping an eye out for the starting dates when you can actually book on when they come up, which should hopefully be not too long now.
0: Okay. All oh, right. Amazing. So, yeah, well, yeah, everyone keep an eye out and uh, you will find out more. Uh, so, just keep an eye on the Heckles channels and all will be revealed. Thanks so much, Lottie.
3: Oh, thank you, buddy. And
0: we'll be hearing from you again later on, right?
3: Yes. That's
0: it. As said in our chat, you can keep up with all information and updates on Heckle's social media. The weekly newsletter is a perfect place for that, which drops frequently. I'll post links in the description for this episode. The Beauty Academy will be such an incredible chance for yourself, or maybe someone you know who loves the world of beauty and skincare, to really take a deep dive and shine bright. So let's sign off for now with a sweet, mellow serenade from Lottie. As we mentioned in our chat, her voice would always round out the episode with a meditation. This time, we rejoin Lottie on the rooftop, but not with a meditation. Here, she shares some thoughts on Taoism. For those unfamiliar, spelled T-A-O-I-S-M. I'll leave it to her to expand on that. But for now, that should do it for the debut of season two of The Heckles Podcast. We really look forward to catching up next time. Be sure to keep in touch, okay? Catch you soon.
3: Have you ever been told to let go of negative emotions or energy? To try to get rid of your stress? resentment, fear, sadness, guilt, anxiety, anger, in order to move forward. If so, you might have also realized that it's not an easy thing to do. And according to Taoism, it might not be the best idea anyway. The Tao teaches that all emotional energy, positive and negative, is part of our life force energy, or chi. If we cast out our negative emotions, then we're also throwing away some of that special life force that powers us through life. Before we look at the Taoist way to deal with these negative emotional energies, let me first explain briefly what Taoism is. The Tao means the way or the path. It's indigenous to China and is understood as teachings which encompass many different aspects of life like philosophy, religion, health, and how to thrive in harmony with nature and the universe. There's no founder or founding date, but the first known texts date back to the 4th century BCE, and these teachings were based knowledge passed on through generations from long before which are rooted in observing the natural world around us. For a large part of history the Taoist secrets of channeling energy weren't available to the general public. It was taught to the Emperor and guarded by the most powerful and educated people in society. Taoism gained more prominence when it became the religion of of the Tang Dynasty in the 8th century CE, which is considered a golden age of Chinese culture. One of the best known concepts from Taoism is yin and yang. Most of us have seen the symbol countless times. It symbolizes the duality of all things in the universe, opposites that work in perfect harmony and depend on one another to form a whole. In the Tao, it's believed that kind-heartedness is the natural character of humans. Kindness isn't taught just so people can avoid ending up in hell or suffering in the next life or being reincarnated as a lower life form. Doing good for others is intuitive. Egocentric behavior usually comes from overthinking. And interestingly, modern scientific evidence confirms this. Following the Tao involves bringing about personal transformation. The law of energy is that it can't be destroyed, only transformed. So, this brings us back to dealing with those negative energies. Instead of dumping them out of your body only to be picked up by someone else close to you and training your own life force in the process, they should be transformed or recycled into positive life force energy or chi. This starts a positive energy cycle which builds resilience, health and well-being. So how do we go about transforming our energy from negative to positive? This is where Taoist alchemy comes into play through a range of practices including specific meditations, rituals, breathing techniques, diet, feng shui, the Taoist arts of the bedchamber and movement in the form of qigong and martial arts. Practicing the Tao in a way that suits you will develop good qi and transform negative emotions into something very positive.
0: The Heckles Podcast is produced, scored, recorded and mixed by Buddy Peace for Heckles. Find us online at heckles.co.uk, spelt H-A-E-C-K-E-L-S, where you can find the whole range of products for online orders and be sure to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. The two physical stores can be found in Margate and London. The Margate store is at 18 Cliff Terrace up near the Old Lido. And the London store is at 16 Broadway Market in Hackney in London. Follow Haeckels on Instagram over on at Haeckels for all product updates, ocean-based positivity and innovations from all over the world. Thank you for listening and forming the most important link in the chain of this podcast. If you're enjoying it, an incredible gesture of support would be to recommend and share it with a friend or anyone you feel would get something from it. Thank you. Let's catch up soon. All the very best from all of us here at Haeckels. Ocean skincare that supports the microbiome.